The following conversation is for adults only. In addition, we are not licensed professionals. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to the Spicy Marriage Podcast. Here we talk about marriage, sex, and all things in between. Let's turn up the heat. Turn it up, y'all. Hey there. Before we jump into the episode, I want to make sure you have a great coupon code to use for Uber Lube. This is our favorite lubrication And we reached out to them, letting them know how much we love the product and asked if we could get a coupon code for our listeners. And they so graciously gave us one. So if you go to uberlube.com and type in the word spicy at checkout, you will receive 10% off of your next purchase. So make sure you check it out if you haven't already. Excellent lubrication. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Spicy Marriage Podcast coming at you from the Elliott household. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> More specifically, coming at you from our closet. Indeed. Great uh, great sound room, yeah. actually. So, yeah. We're recording in our closet. So yeah. That's fun. Tonight, we are going to be talking about a uh, hot topic here, orgasms. Everybody say it with me. Orgasms. orgasms. There's so much information that we're going to be sharing a little bit tonight and talking with you about the benefits of orgasms, the anatomy of them, why they're important, all that good stuff. So we've got a lot of information to cover. So um, let's just kind of jump right in. Orgasms, it's something that people never talk about. No. Why? I don't know. I really don't. Well... You know, we didn't really talk about orgasms. I mean, we don't go talking to our friends about, like, we talk to our friends about sex, but we don't talk specifically about orgasms. No, no. But it's, I feel like it's a conversation that needs a little bit more dialogue. Yeah, couples need to be having conversations around it because... Yeah. For men and women, it's very different. It's similar, but it's different. But overall, um, just a couple of medical facts when it comes to orgasms. Women are very different, and y'all can have different types of orgasms, which mm-hmm. didn't know until we started researching and doing our own research <laughs> about them. Um, so let's just go ahead and kind of jump into, um, the, the woman's part of orgasms and, um, let's talk about a few things that people need to know. And we did not pin this term, but the very first thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to orgasms is the clitoral, the clitoral orgasm. So clitoris, we heard this on a podcast a long time ago and it said, men become clitorate. Clitorate. Like literate, but clitorate. I actually think it's a book. Yeah, it, like a, yeah, it is a book. Actually, I think it is a book. Yeah. Do you have your phone so I can Google it? Yeah. Let me Google yeah, it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll find that out. I will put it in the show notes. I will <laughs> reference it. Yeah. So when it comes to uh, the clitoris, ladies and gentlemen, both become extremely familiar with the clitoris. The clitoris is the easiest most surefire way for a female to have an orgasm. True or false, Sarah? True. (laughs) And 
when it comes down to it, the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings just in the tip. Okay, so think about this for a second. So the clitoris, the only biological function that it has within the human body is for pleasure. That's the only evolutionary significance. Right. It's not for reproduction. Right. It's, I mean, it's, you don't pee out of it. Right. It's (laughs) eight to 12, it's 8,000 just in the tip. And it's about somewhere around the neighborhood of about 12,000 total nerve endings just in that space. And oftentimes people think that it's a small little kind of bean like, you know, a pearl, a pearl. That's right. But it is much, much larger than that. Oh, it's it's actually really interesting. I saw something. You got to be careful when you're searching for things. <laughs> but I did see a really cool art piece that someone had. And it was like a sculpture of a clitoris. Some people say clitoris, clitoris, however you say it. But it, I've never seen anything like it in my life, but I was like, this thing is cool because it actually, it wraps around. So when you're looking at just that specific organ, it's an organ, right? Yeah, kind of is. It's a sex organ. It's a, it's a, yeah, Yeah. it's part of your anatomy. We are not doctors here, if you can't tell, um, But it wraps around the vaginal canal and it extends outward towards the thighs. So ladies, if you've experienced an orgasm, a lot of times you can feel it, you know, in your legs, like you feel just numb, you're just tingly and, you know, you're, you feel like you're weak in the knees and it's because all of those nerve endings um, from the the clitoris it's wrapping around that vaginal tunnel it's extending outward towards the thighs all of those 8,000 plus nerve endings are engaged and they're firing off and one of the other cool facts that we read is that the the clitoris or I'm just I'm just gonna say clit, which was actually a a, a term coined at, in the research that we've done. It was coined around the 1950s, so people started referring to it as the clit. Um, it can swell up to 300 percent, which sounds crazy. Yeah, and this is a great point to mention too that the clit is actually erectile tissue. Okay, yes. so it is erectile tissue. So just like men's penises, erectile tissue. The clit is also erectile tissue. And believe it or not, side note, lips are also an erectile tissue. Mm-hmm. Just a fun fact on that. So um, so when it comes to erogenous zones, the lips are also, that's why kissing is so important because it's really also part of your sex organ system as well, whatever you would call that at that point in time. Yeah. So No. Another really cool fact about the clit is it doesn't age. Hmm. Which I I did not know I, that. I did not know that either. It never ages. It wow. never ages. So as we as women are aging and things are turning gray and wrinkles are popping up and all the things, that does not change. That's pretty impressive. I'm actually very thankful for that. Yeah. Men's penises do age. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to talk about that. Sometimes they need some help. (laughs) 
You can share a little bit about that. And real quick, before I forget, um, fact check. So this was uh, Clitter. It is actually a book. And I want to make sure that I give credit where credit is due. I, I will say we have not read this book, but we have listened to a couple of podcasts where a lot of what um, this author teaches on and writes about is actually in a lot of the podcasts that we've listened to. And it is called Becoming Cliterate, Why Orgasm Equality Matters and How to Get It. And it is written by Dr. Lori Mintz. It is on Amazon for $15.29. Yep, check it out. So if you've uh, never discussed the clitoris with your husband, ladies, it's probably a great time because I will tell you that as young men, we don't know this stuff. I mean, most of the time, the vision of sex and orgasms as a young man, unfortunately, uh, come from either pornography or what society has told you, or maybe you had somewhat open parents. I kind of talked to you about it, but when it came to the clitoris, I was completely eclitorate <laughs> when we first got married, but it was very important because when we started talking about it, I wanted to please, and so in order to do that, I had to understand that. So second little fact, or another little fact about the clitoris is that, ladies, listen up, 82 to 85% of women cannot have an orgasm through vaginal penetration alone. So that means that 82 to 85% of ladies listening out there typically will have an orgasm through clitoral stimulation, not just vaginal penetration. Right. So guys, if you are in there, you know, going to pound town and you're not getting any results there, um, your woman is not weird. No, she's actually the norm, mm -hmm. which is, uh, again, this is not stuff that people talk about. No, so, nobody tells you this. Nobody tells you this. Like, and you read books about it, and it's like, well, here's your, here's the anatomy of this. and yeah. But, like, nobody sits down and actually has a conversation. And you just got to be able to talk about that with your partner and figuring out ways. So um, one thing when it comes to, you know, stimulating the clit, particularly during sex, and let's just kind of talk for just a second about ways that that can happen. Um, it sometimes it requires some manual stimulation along with penetration. Okay, so you know, uh, guys, if if you're you know getting a doggy style and you know you're behind and your lady is there and she's manually stimulating her clit, that's a great opportunity and a great way for there to be both, which is incredible. You know, because it's not just one person getting the pleasure; both people are getting the pleasure at that point in time. And so, you know, climaxing and orgasming at the same time is incredible. It doesn't always happen. Another thing that I do think we need to talk about is the time that it usually takes for women to orgasm, which mm -hmm. we probably should have prefaced this up front, but let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah. So I guess since I'm the woman, I can talk about it. Indeed. It, on average, it can take a woman up to 45 minutes to actually get there. Mm -hmm. 
most women, if you are part of the majority, you come into sex at a zero. And most men, I don't know, what do men come in at? Like on a scale of one to 10, if you're from an arousal standpoint, zero being like you are not aroused at all, 10 being you are there. I guess that depends on the day and it depends on many other factors. Date night, I'm going into sex at a 10. Right. Okay. I right. mean, like if we're session night, we're, I'm going, I'm going into it Right. at at least a six. Okay. All right. So let's just say on average, women are coming into it. Let's just say it's, they're at a one. Yeah. Okay. Or a two, maybe a two. It can take women up to 45 minutes um, to reach orgasm or the, the highest state of arousal. Um, there are different things you can do to enhance that and kind of speed that along, which I don't know if we'll cover it in this episode, we'll maybe it. the next one. Yeah. But there are a lot of things that can happen. It, it's not just physical stimulation. It's, you know, we've talked about this in the last episode as far as communication. Your mind has to be there. You have to be at rest to be able to get into a headspace of I'm ready to be aroused. I'm ready to please him and I am ready to be pleased. In it to win it. In it to win it. That's right. That's your, what we like to Your say. brain is your biggest sex organ, yeah. no doubt. Um, so without the mental part of it, the physical response is typically not going to happen. Um, and can we just, we also, I think we need to preface this too. Women, if and we've had many discussions about this, every time we have sex, it's not realistic for me to think that you are going to have an orgasm. Right. And this is something I've actually talked to a few professionals about it, not just friends. I mean, I, I've certainly talked to girlfriends about it, um, and I, I love having those deep conversations with my girlfriends, but... Um, in talking with professionals, it is completely normal for, you know, if a woman doesn't orgasm, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to. And that's something that, you know, to your point, we have had a lot of conversations about because for a woman, we connect so deeply on the emotional side of things and the physical is great, but we don't necessarily have to reach climax when we're having sex, I mean, obviously that that's the goal. That's pretty foreign to, to men. I know, but at, like, why wouldn't you want to have an orgasm? Yeah, for like, sure. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. It's amazing. Yep, it's incredible. But there are times when women, we we just can't get there. Yeah. We, we can try and we can try, but sometimes we just can't. Yeah, sometimes there's just a lot of going on. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on sometimes. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. but like I said last time, we could be in the middle of it thinking about the laundry we have to go fold right after we're done. So Yeah, don't think about laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate our differences. Uh, that's right. A um, couple other little tips, too, or um, just facts. So a woman's orgasm can last anywhere from 20 seconds to up to two minutes, believe it or not. Yeah. This is crazy. Like, this is wild. 
because men, it's typically about 10 seconds. I mean, just, it just is. Now, men, you can actually have an orgasm without ejaculating and that in and of itself can extend and elongate your orgasm experience. There are other things that we'll get into a little bit later on about breathing and things like that that you can do, just practical tips that you can do to potentially elongate that process. Um, no pun intended there, elongating. Um, but at the same time, it's something that for women, it can really vary the power of an orgasm. Um, and it can with men too, depending on the level of arousal, um, the level that you're leaning into it and, and things like that. But 20 seconds to two minutes, which is pretty incredible where, you know, it just kind of comes in waves. And um, the other thing is, is that, Women also, unlike men, because as soon as men ejaculate, I mean, we're kind of done. Oh, can I tell them yes. what it, I learned something not too long ago? Well, <laughs> I don't know when you first told me about this, but after you go or after a man goes, they have a refractory period. Indeed, it is a refractory period. Yep. And it, I had to learn what that was because I I didn't know. So tell us it, about the refractory. The refractory period. period is basically the you've climbed the mountain, you have ascended to the summit, the pinnacle of all things glorious. <laughs> and then you want to be left alone for a minute. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't need, want to snuggle? Uh, you need you just need some time. <laughs> no, we can snuggle, but don't touch don't touch the boy downstairs because he ain't feeling it. He's sensitive. He's real sensitive. He's very sensitive. So at that moment in time, after the ejaculation occurs, men do not typically possess the ability to go right back into having sex and it still be very enjoyable. The level of arousal is almost completely diminished. Um, it can remain heightened. But that's why I was saying for men that you can actually orgasm without ejaculating um, simply by when you feel that thing coming on that you just stop and you breathe and you focus on something else and you hold it. And then when that happens, that allows you to kind of get back to a state where you're building and building and building on that orgasm. That's what's called edging at that point in time. And so we'll, we can talk about that a little bit more later. But um, but anyway, that's something, the refractory period for women typically is a much shorter window. And and I know that women also have a refractory period because we've talked right. about it as well. Right. However, um, y'all have a very, very incredible ability to go multiple times, two, three times, which is insane, really. Um, but it's a God-given gift. Yeah. And tip of the cap on that one. So, yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible. Um, so we talked a little bit about uh, the clitoris. Any other thing you want to hit on the clitoris before we do that? Um, we talked about manual stimulation during sex, which is a great way for uh, women to achieve orgasm mm -hmm. while they're having sex, whether it's missionary position. And can we just, can we just say to everybody... Um, People have differing opinions on, you know, self-pleasure and things of that nature, masturbation and all that stuff. When you are having sex with your partner, with your wife, um, and if 
she has to manually stimulate the clitoris. That is not, that is not that. Like, let's just debunk that right now and say, like, you have permission to do that. Um, it's really an incredible thing when you can reach that level of intimacy with one another. And so it's nothing to be shameful about or feel shame about. And so just let's just kind of debunk that part. Um, yeah. Marriage bed undefiled. Indeed. And if you are both trying to reach the pinnacle, I mean, if you're both trying to have an amazing night, do what you can. Do what you can. Get a toy. Get a vibrator. Get a to- get oh, a toy. That's another episode. That is another episode. We'll we get into we that will later. talk about toys. We will talk about toys. And we do need to do one on masturbation and yes. and edging. Is I mean yep. all of all the all, things. All the things. Their yeah. orgasms encompass so many. Yes. Different things because there are different ways to to go about achieving it. Yep. So I think it's important that we talk about those. But yeah, it, as far as the the clitoris ex- itself, I did also learn not all clitorises are created equal. No. Because they're they can look different. Uh there are some that are more hooded. They can change after childbirth. They can change after childbirth. And what what I mean by hooded is like someone who has hooded eyes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's like a, a little more of a hood. And this is just part of the anatomy um, piece that I was kind of researching and looking mm-hmm. into. It was really, really fascinating. But they are all different. Every woman has one that was created uniquely for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a woman, knowing and learning your body and being able to communicate with your husband what you need mm-hmm. and where you need him to touch you or kiss you mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> Ladies, he wants to know that. I he, promise he does. He does. And it really turns them on when you tell them that. For sure. For sure. Which to us, and maybe I'm just speaking for me, but you know, sometimes it's like embarrassing. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to tell him that. But you're like, why wouldn't you tell me Please that? do. So. Talk dirty to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have, uh, Helped me come out of my shell Indeed. a little bit. So, but yeah, I, as far as the anatomy pieces, I think um, I think we hit on it. Did you want to talk about the penis? Uh, like yeah. Some of the yes. anatomy of that. Yes, I did. I did want to circle back real quick on just going back to the the female real quick about we talked about the the clitoral. I would like to hit on the G spot before we move on to the penis real quick, just because the G spot is a completely separate type of orgasm that can happen for um, a woman and a g-spot is something that men you're typically not going to find unless your wife is very aroused very turned on because again it is erectile tissue and it is located inside the vagina Um, so it usually about uh, one to two knuckles in the vagina and up towards the belly button. And so, um, and it feels like a little, um, walnut almost. And so it's kind of spongy there. 
And I promise you, she'll tell you when you've found that spot. Um, but the the G spot is also a great, it's a very different experience too, from what I understand. Can you share on that a little bit? <laughs> yes, I can share. <laughs> it, it is a, a different type of orgasm. It's still very, very similar to a clitoral orgasm, but it is much deeper, much richer. Um, I don't know, you know, you eat vanilla ice cream and it's great. I love vanilla ice cream, but then you have chocolate and then you add like sprinkles and things on it and it's just so much richer Mm -hmm. and it, you're just like, wow, this is good. Um, so it's kind of like that. It's, um, you know, a, a clitoral orgasm is amazing and then the the G spot orgasm on top of that is just another layer. It's like a step above or several steps above. Um it's just a deeper, fuller, richer, more thorough feeling overall. Yeah. And I think that there are certain positions that lend well um for you know couples when you are trying to potentially achieve a G-spot orgasm, um, one of the great positions uh, that you could do is that if you're kind of missionary position and then you take a couple of pillows and you put it under under her, uh, under your wife's back and rear end and kind of lift that up a little bit, um, that's a great way. So, so where you're angled up, you know, the man is angled up. And so therefore it kind of goes in that specific position of going inside the vaginal wall up towards the belly button where that G spot is. And that's a really great position for that. And again, something for you to explore on your own. So um, there's another one called the A spot, which is up a little bit more towards uh, the cervix. And some women have a harder time with that simply because it's a little bit deeper and certain women, their bodies are just made different. And so, you know, the cervix is not really a pleasant spot. Um, could be tilted. or Yep, could be tilted yeah. or inverted or all sorts of things going on there. But it's a little bit further in, a little bit deeper. And so um, that's just another potential orgasm spot for ladies. And believe it or not, uh, there is also research on women being able to achieve orgasms uh, through nipple stimulation as well. So that's another one. Um, Again, a heightened level of arousal is really the main key here. So understanding that you can't go into a sex session, and and you've heard it said, I'm sure before, that women are crockpots, men are microwaves. That's very true. So in the grand scheme of it, guys, the rule should be she comes first. That's that should be the rule. If you can do it at the same time, fantastic. But, you know, pull, pull the horses back a little bit, guys, and just take it easy. Take it slow. Because the slower that you go, the more the orgasm builds, the more powerful it becomes. And so it's just something that I think that it's very difficult because young men, when they are learning about sex... Most of them are learning about sex through masturbation, and they're doing that, trying to get it done as quickly as possible. And so 
premature ejaculation can be a big issue for a lot of young men um, and men in general. And so that's something that has to be worked out um, and takes time. And sometimes it takes you getting your hormone levels checked as well. And that's another episode that we'll do at some point in the future, discussing your hormone levels and why those are important for both men and women. Uh, because, you know, your sex hormones, you lose them as you get older. And so making sure that you have your hormone levels optimized where you're in prime physical condition, um, all that stuff is really important. So, um, so anyway, when it comes down to the penis, a lot of, so the penis, there's a lot more than meets the eye, <laughs> a whole lot more than meets the eye. Um, the glands is actually the head of the penis. And then there's this little spot. This little money spot. Money spot. It is a money spot. And it has a name and it is called the frenulum. The frenulum. Um, And so basically it's a band of skin, but it is directly under, like if 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 you have the tip of the penis directly underneath the tip on the bottom side of the penis, just under there where that little, where those two heads kind of come together and meet, right under there is the frenulum. And that is a very, very, very sensitive pleasure spot for men. And so, um, ladies, use that. Work it. Become friendly with the frenulum. Become friendly with the frenulum. (laughs) Would you equate that to uh, the clitoris on on a man? Yeah, as best as I could understand, yes. I mean, yes. Most likely, I mean, because it's extremely sensitive and... A man can have an orgasm simply from that being stimulated without full stroke of anything else because the shaft of the penis itself is not very sensitive at all. Um, the, the, the most sensitive part of the penis is the head and that spot, that frenulum is the absolute money spot. And so when that's being stimulated, um, whether through you know manual stimulation or oral stimulation or whatever, that is the spot that there's a lot of nerve endings in, and it's really incredible and awesome. Um, you know, the shaft is, again, like I said, it's not very, there's not a lot happening on the shaft. Not that it doesn't feel good, it does. But at the same time, it's just not nearly as pleasurable as that frenulum or the head. So the scrotum is also a sensitive area, the test right around the testicles. I mean, you know, during arousal and things like that, that's a great area as well to explore. Um, so guys, let your wife explore it, man. Let them, let them do their thing. So, um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about why orgasms are important. So Health benefits of orgasms is one, it is a massive stress reliever. So if you are having a really tough day or a tough week, cortisol is the enemy of a good sex life, okay? So cortisol is the stress hormone, and we have all experienced that in large doses at times. But the way to combat cortisol is to have an orgasm. And have sex. Because what happens when the orgasm, what does it release? A lot of things. Like, you want to just start going through the hormones? Okay. So, it, this is just 
orgasm facts and the hormones that are released when you have an orgasm or your husband has an orgasm. The first one is oxytocin. It's also called the love hormone. It is a love and attachment. Bonding. Bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that that feeling you get when, you know, if you've had just a fantastic <laughs> orgasm and, you know, you tell your husband or you tell your wife, that was freaking amazing. And I did not know how much I needed that. Mm-hmm. And only you can give that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you are the only person in the world who can make me feel like mm-hmm. that. Um, that is oxytocin. So that is that that bonding hormone uh, that is released when that happens. And think about that for just a second. So when your marriage or your relationship kind of gets into cruise control, right? Like the th- Like the cruise control, where you're feeling a little bit of disconnect. You're feeling a little bit of like, ee, right? Oftentimes that happens because your rhythm of having orgasms is not where it should be. And so when you have sex and you have orgasms, you're actually creating and building stronger bonds that way just because of that hormone release. And so, yes, there's multiple things that goes that go into a healthy relationship. And we talked a little bit about communication or a lot about communication last episode And so, you know, that's just a a portion of it. But from a physical response, that oxytocin release is a huge, huge shot in the arm for your relationship when you guys just need to reconnect. Yeah. So. Yeah. The next one is dopamine, which uh, feelings of reward, desire, pleasure. Oh. Dopamine. Endorphins, they are referred to as natural opiates. A sense of euphoria and stress reduction. We just talked about that. Stress reduction and just that euphoria. I mean, I like, I would say, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Lots like, of endorphins. Like, you know how you feel after you get a good workout in? Yeah. I mean, it's not an orgasm, but you're like, yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Like, I can, yeah, I can take on the day. Yeah. The, and the, just what she even said too about um, the, the body's natural opiate. So having sex and having orgasm is actually a fantastic pain reducer. So, you know, and I don't, I'm pretty conscious about, I've got, you know, some back issues and things like that. But when we are having sex and when that is building up and when that occurs, there is zero pain, zero feeling other than being present within that moment at that point in time. And so it's a fantastic pain reliever. So if you, and here's one for you. So like if guys walk in and be like, babe, is it time to go tonight? You're like, no, I got a headache. Be like, well, I got the medication for it. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Oh, that's true. Okay. So a couple more. Serotonin, mood regulation, and it helps with appetite and sleep. And then prolactin, it is a, it helps give the, the feeling of satisfaction. It's a, also a chemical that initiates milk production, which mm-hmm. was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where they get the term lactation. Mm-hmm. Um, but ladies, if you have nursed before, there's, a, there's what we call a letdown, 
when your milk is coming and it's it's about time to feed the baby and your milk lets down it's a it's a tingly kind of uh i don't want to say it's a feeling of satisfaction but it's like a warm tingly just feeling and that is your signal of like the baby needs to eat I need to feed the baby and that is called prolactin but that is also just one of the hormones that comes along with an orgasm um and sometimes if you are pregnant this can happen too and if you are nursing and having sex sometimes you can leak <laughs> if you are nursing yeah. i think maybe that happened to that, us a that couple did of times indeed happen and i was all for it <laughs> i don't know anything about nursing or <laughs> lactation however i can tell you i know all about the warm tingly uh feeling so um <laughs> i guess it happens to me too so <laughs> yeah so really uh, amazing hormones that you know just how the Lord created our bodies is just so fascinating and knowing that he created this and just the, the amount of pleasure that you can get from it is just really, really incredible. Yeah. And that's a, that's a word that I think that people frown upon sometimes is pleasure, but that feeling of sheer connectedness between a man and a wife it is the most powerful bond it is the most pleasurable experience that can happen and be shared between two people it's so powerful and it is available to all married people and I understand that there are physical limitations and that there are things going on, and I I get that, and I'm I'm not trying to overgeneralize things, um, because people got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But at the same time, when you enter into that space together, and you're committed to reaching that goal together and taking your time, it can be the most powerful drug in existence Mm -hmm. and it's intoxicating and and really I mean it was created like you said by God and given to us as a married couple to be able to achieve that and do that together and so this is a topic that I think that married folks need to have mm-hmm. if you're not having regular orgasms if you're if, if if there's stuff going on have the conversation with each other sit down with one another and, and ask what is it like for you what does it feel like for you and and it was really incredible for me understanding Sarah's body and just trying to get a grasp on how her body works and operates and same with her with me because those sharing that sharing of your feelings and sharing of your experience is really a, a form of intimacy because you're letting somebody into and you're trying to describe something that it's hard to put words to but when you do it's incredibly empowering for your relationship because you have this ability locked within your body and within your mind it it's it's a duality of the body and the mind right it's not something that is just happens in the body because a, a mechanical orgasm is not the ultimate goal. 
yes, that's wonderful. That's great. And, and it has all these benefits. But it is that thing that takes you into the upper levels of connectedness and intimacy um, and love and passion and uh, pleasure that we really are trying to help married co- couples get to because it's something that is missing and it is destroying marriages. Yeah. So I just think that it's a powerful thing to talk about and understanding the health benefits and why God created us the way that he did is so important so that we can achieve these things together because we're a team. Like this is our journey and your marriage is your journey and you have the ability to take that journey and continue walking and going deeper and discovering more about each other. And it's a powerful thing to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that uh, about wraps, wraps it up. You got anything else? No, I don't think so. We really wanted to talk about just the anatomy portion, you know, this is how we're made. It's how we're, we're, we're made to please one another as husband and wife. And I think it was important to talk about, uh, some facts and Mm -hmm. stats and anatomy and all of those important things, because it, it kind of lays the groundwork and the foundation for part two, which we're going to record soon. And part two, um, definitely want to get more into different enhancers that can be brought into getting you there. Because I know for women, I've talked to several women who have a hard time orgasming. Um, You know, they, some women have said, I don't know if I've ever had an orgasm. And there are ways to get there. So Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important that we talk about that. And again, if you are having any sort of health issue, please go talk to your doctor about that. Mm -hmm. And um, they have great insight. They can also refer you to great people. Um, I was listening to something recently where they talked about a a, uh, pelvic floor physical therapist Mm -hmm. to help with pelvic floor and pain and things like that. Some women experience a lot of pain around um, around that. And that's something that is an actual medical problem. And yes, and there's help available for that. Yeah. Um, there's licensed sex therapist, and that should not be weird. No. Just like going and talking to a therapist about downloading mental health issues, sexual health is, is so important. Yeah. So if you need that, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't be ashamed of that. And there's even right here around Eastern North Carolina and Raleigh, I mean, there are some sex therapists around that could help you and you know, could possibly work you into their schedules and it would be a great thing to do if that's something that you're really struggling with. So, but anyway, we're so grateful you guys tuned in with us tonight. Hopefully it didn't get too, uh, too loose and wild, but, um, if it did, you know, just keep it in the bedroom, (laughs) y'all. Keep it in the bedroom. Keep it spicy, y'all. That's right.